Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Good morning, Luke. Oh, that's a bit of a... I, it was assertive. It was almost oh, like really? I dragged you out of bed to, to do this show today. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'd done something wrong to you for a second then. Oh, that was me being friendly. That was a very nice good morning. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be mean. <laughs> I was just like, good morning, uh, Luke. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's more of what I expected. It's like, good morning, a bit more of uplifted. But it sounded like you were like, good morning, Luke. Oh, good morning, Luke. <laughs> 9 a.m. now. You're going to say, making me put on a spangly dress at 8 a.m. Yes, yeah, sir. And talk about serious life issues. <laughs> Yeah, it was very early for you to be doing this. Um, but do you know what? Let's dive into that show now. Uh, it is a very serious topic. Uh, a lot of very serious topics uh, were brought up today. Lots of serious conversations to be had. Uh, let's all be respectful about it um, when we talk about this online. Here is the show. She's got an earache, everyone. It's Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? I'm so upset. I woke up with an earache. I think I got like, I think my fan was directly hitting me in my ear last night and I didn't realize it. And I started to feel it like a little bit before I was waking up this morning. And like my ear was just like feeling so uncomfortable. And even right now, just to put like my earbuds in, I was like, ow. <laughs> so now I just feel terrible. And I have, okay, so I have no ear medicine. I'm not, I don't even know what you're supposed to do when you get an earache to be honest it was the last time I got an earache I was a little girl so I come in here and I asked Luke and Luke's like oh no this is something I should know this is something I should know I don't know like if we have a doctor in the chat uh can anyone like give Denise some medical advice on what she needs to do to sort out her earache you know what I did do one time when I was a little girl they had like they got like a newspaper and they rolled it into a funnel and they stuck it into my ear right like the pointy part and then they set flames on the like the newspaper on the top with like a lighter so the smoke would essentially take out the air from my ear but I can't do that by myself right now can you imagine 
Denise, that sounds like witchcraft. No, like, it, it sounds like, like you went oh, to a coven worked. to get something. No, done. it worked. Like right away, I could hear the pop in my ear, and I was like, "I'm free of the pain." It's a <laughs> thing. It's a thing. So they did that to me years ago, and I mean, I, that's not. You need a couple of people to help you do that. I can't do that on my own. So I need alternatives. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure your fiance will be able to help you out with that. Like, you know, he can get, send him down to the shops, go get himself a, like a local paper, get a lighter. <laughs> and set me on fire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So uh, if you are joining us today, uh, unfortunately, card subject to change. I got an email uh, less than an hour ago uh, that said, unfortunately, Ricky Starks is now unavailable to do the podcast today. We are arranging a different date uh, for him to come on. We may try and do something next week, or it may just be something for WrestleTalk.com. So keep an eye on our social channels for the latest update on that. And so I was then sort of like, Scr not scrambling to find because I was like, oh man, the whole like show was based around us interviewing Ricky Starks. We I know. Like, I woke up and I was like, I gotta prepare for this Ricky Starks interview, and so I was actually doing that so that we wouldn't have the fiasco that we had that one time where both you and I were like all over the place. And so, like, I was preparing for that. I kid you not. I got your text as you were doing that. And I was like, well, don't have to do that no more. Yep, that's it. So unfortunately, yeah, Ricky won't be on the show. We were we will work something out. So I was then like, okay, well, what do we talk about instead? And really, th this is the only thing I kind of really want to talk about at the moment. This uh, this Dark Side of the Ring episode. Funny enough, actually, I haven't watched much Dark Side of the Ring this year. Um, we get it slightly later after you guys do. Um, we don't get it aired at the same time. So I don't you think can't just we just go on the website because I go on uh, the website. A, well, if you have a VPN, you certainly can do. And no, I would certainly I recommend just... everyone get like a server shop. Well, no, you don't because you're in the States. Oh, I was going to say, I just go on and. Well, yeah, you're play. in America. I, I'm not sorry. in America, Denise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Sorry, we're privileged out here with Vice TV. You are privileged. You don't know how lucky you guys have got it with all your entertainment. We're just geo blocked over here. Um, That's so just we sad. Don't... So we get it a little bit late. So I, I haven't actually checked out much uh, of this uh, this series of Dark Side of the Ring, right? And then I woke up this morning and it was all everyone was talking about. Like I just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Aside from seeing the utter horrific drama that Sean is going through at the moment. Much love to Sean Rossap, by the way. Everyone was talking about Dark Side of the Ring, the plane ride from hell, Tommy Dreamer, Ric Flair. And I was like, right, well... Let's fire up the old VPN then. Let's get onto get onto the vice. Yeah, let's get this watched. So I watched it this morning with my cup of coffee. Ooh, it's fresh in your mind. Oh man, that's a heck of a watch, isn't it? But yeah, at six a.m., that's a hell of a watch. So let's kind of go through the the episode episodes like in bullet points uh, first off. So this was on the the infamous plane ride from hell, which was took place in two thousand and two. It was a plane ride that featured wwe stars coming back from the uk they're just on the insurrection pay-per-view yeah, can we blame they... the, the people in the uk what's in your water man what's in your water <laughs> i was I mean, making I'd... a joke about that last night i was like you oh, know yeah. what i'm blaming luke owen for this <laughs> <laughs> i was i'm gonna blame yep. him for this because they were coming from the uk Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, we kept them there. Like, we kept them on the tarmac for seven hours while they were taxiing across. And then the basically, it was it was like a private plane deal. And they got 
incredibly drunk. All the wrestlers on board got incredibly drunk. This was also in a period of time when the partying atmosphere was still very much present in the world of wrestling and the stories that came out of it. Like uh, most of the stories that were on this show have been known about since Plane Ride from Hell. Pack cutting off uh, Michael Hayes' ponytail and then like putting it into a Ziploc bag and putting it up in the locker room the following day. Uh, Hayes punching JBL square in the face to like open up uh, another wound. Scott Hall passing out, Dustin Rhodes singing uh, to Terry. Uh, Kurt Hennig and Brock Lesnar having a shoot fight uh, in the aisleways and like, you know, slamming into the airlock door. All of, and actually, to be fair, the Ric Flair stuff. Like WWE themselves released an animated show about the plane ride from hell that was making light the situation because it's what Flair did and it's what Flair has always done. So all of these stories have been told in the past. What made this episode so special, unique, and fascinating is that it had the perspective that we haven't heard before, which is from the flight attendant that was on the board, that was from Heidi Doyle. And it was a first-hand account of what she had to go through on this plane ride. And it's the first time I think that most people have looked at being like, yeah, this was the plane ride from hell and it was hell for her and her colleagues. What did you make of the show? What? I mean, I feel like we really got to break it down because overall it's just not after. Okay. So like you mentioned, all those things we already knew the ones that you mentioned. All right, great, fine, whatever. But I think what made this episode so much more incriminating were some of the things that were said from the people that were being interviewed today. So RVD revealed so much in so little, like in like five seconds that were, it it seemed like nothing. Like it was just casual conversation. Oh, I woke up on Sunday and had eggs. He said it just like that. But instead he revealed that it was normal to essentially put, I don't know the name of the pill, but put this pill into women's drinks to knock them out. He said the local girls, knock out the local girls essentially so that the boys could have their way with them. And he said that it was something that was considered normal in certain, uh, I think he mentioned certain parts of the world or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, what? What? In what world, what decade, what era was it normal to do that. That was never normal. It was just something that people weren't, if you probably did it, no one was actually punishing you for it. It was never normal. Like, I just like, when he said that, I just thought to myself, oh my God, like think of all the stories we don't know. Think of all of the secrets we are not aware of. Think of all of these rapes that happened that nobody is talking about because, oh, it happened years ago or whatever, you know? And that was just so bad. Like, and it was just so casually revealed, so casually said. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like you've always heard like, oh, like, you know, party with wrestlers, this and that, this and that. But you don't really know. You don't really know until you hear people saying this stuff. And so that was one thing that was very shocking. Tommy Dreamer, man, talk about, He is the perfect example of needing a publicist to come and listen. What are you saying in this interview? 
there was I, I, I if I were him, I would have ran through some of those things with a loved one saying like, this is what I'm planning on saying. Hell, I would have been like, maybe you shouldn't say that, bro. There was some things that he said on here and the logic and the way that he was thinking that just came across as so bad so backwards and he essentially protected everything that Ric Flair did and it's like that's the thing too it's you know as a fan you know watching it you're kind of put in a tough situation because as you all know we're all here sitting here we're all Ric Flair fans right and for the most part like my knowledge of that is yeah he had a bunch of women in my mind in my like naive mind it's all been like consensual and we still don't know that right this is just based off, you know, this one story that we heard here. But based off that one story that we heard, it was just like, you can't defend that no matter how yeah. big of a fan you are, no matter how much respect you may have for the man's career, you cannot oh, yeah. defend that. And that's what Tommy Dreamer did. And he kind of just kind of like brushed it off like no big deal. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? No big deal. And then yeah. after that, he kind of just kept going on and on. And we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about this more. But the whole comparing that and that whole situation to fake outrage about a ponytail i'm thinking bro that's not how things work that's not necessarily like i get it like i hate cancel culture too but in this situation it applies man it applies so i thought that was i thought tommy dreamer came off really bad i thought that i mean there was just a lot that came off really bad yeah the 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 whole dreamer thing what was fascinating about the episode from some aspects like rvd the way that he would talk about things on that show he had a real like regretful tone about him which is just like man this is what we used to do and it was real bad and the things that happened on that plane were real bad and like i'm you know very regretful of being part of that at least that's kind of the impression i got from rvd i don't think that's but, the impression i got i just got it like yeah. he was just telling us like i didn't get oh, any sense of like emotion he i don't know man. Like, I got the information very I think, casually. I mean, he the way that he casually dropped the H bombing thing in and just being like, oh, yeah, it's just what we used to do. And I'm like, dude, like, that is nuts. But I, I felt that he, had, and I think JR was kind of another way, like, JR was kind of a similar way where he was sat there as like, man, I think about this thing every single day of my life now and what I didn't do on, on that day. Dreamer, on the other hand, was like, it's still like back there in 2002 being like, oh, it's just what you do. It's just what the boys do. It's boys will be boys. And this is what the wrestling industry is like. And this, and I was like, dude, it is not though. And times have moved on. Culture has changed in that. And you are not moving with those times. When he said, oh yeah, she was just offended by what Ric Flair did. I'm like, bro, you have grossly misunderstood what happened and what was happening. And then, yeah, like you say, he then said, like, it's the same people who get angry at me because I've got a double ponytail. And I'm like, eh, man, what are you on about? What are you, what are you, <laughs> where, where does this logic lie? It was, yeah, an insane, insane take that that man had. And he has come off so badly in this episode. It is really bad. And it's just like, I don't even know, like, I, there was moments where like every time he came on the screen and I had like I had previously to watching the show because I watched it pretty late. I had seen tweets of people saying, no, oh, Tommy Dreamer is going to come off looking bad. Tommy Dreamer is going to come off looking bad. And I think like because he came out several times during the show in the beginning, he still hadn't said anything drastic. Right. But then 
every single time he came back, it just got progressively worse. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, like I was, I think the entire time I was just there like, oh my God, no, he did not just say this. No, he did not just say this. Like at first I was like, okay, why is everybody saying like, I didn't know what it was that he was going to say that was bad. And then once I started hearing it, I was like, dude, no. And then it got worse. And then when the whole part about the flight attendant and the lawsuit and all of that, and I'm like, do you realize the airline wasn't protecting her? Nobody was protecting her. She had flight attendant money. And then on top of that, the part where the flight attendant talks about going home to her husband and how she's going to tell her husband what happened to her. And she says something along the lines of like, how do you tell your husband this is what happened to you? And then the husband pissed me off too. The husband made me so mad too. He was like, well, what did you do? Like, did you do something? that caused this to happen. And I just thought to myself, what the hell? What like that? It, it's so annoying that like, you know, that's the mentality for a lot of people where it's like, oh, this man hit on me, this man touched me, etc. Oh, well, what did you do? I'm yeah. sorry. But as a person that's been a woman my entire life, you don't got to do anything. You literally do not have to do anything to get unbrought about attention. Um, I could sit here and tell story after story after story of men, or I don't even want to call them men because that's just not even, you know, that just takes away from the men who are actually men, but like guys or dudes that will literally take any opportunity to flirt with you, get your number, touch you. I just saw it yesterday. I mean, like this is something that happens every single day to hundreds and thousands of women. And it's just like, I mean, this was happening. Look, this was happening to me as a little girl. I remember being a little girl, not even a teenager yet, and having a married man gawking and telling me things in a store. And I didn't even know what was happening. This man was like 30, 40 something years old. Okay. And then finally, my mom realized it and she went off and he was there with his wife. This is a thing. You don't got to do anything. What with the hell was 12 year old Denise doing to, you know, do it's like, it's so dumb. And I have to share these experiences because it just points out how ridiculous it is to say, well, what did you do? Or that's why today, like on Twitter, I don't know if you saw like my Twitter feed, this, unfortunately, this conversation and what occurred on dark side of the ring has brought a bunch of people with some very, very backwards takes on my timeline, saying all of these outrageous things. And it's like, do you not realize like you, where do you live? Where do you live? I don't even know. I mean, I'm like, do these people not have sisters, aunts, mothers, grandmas, daughters, nieces, friends? I don't know. It's so bad. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, I, you know, I, I oh, man, I mean, like, I, I... I don't really feel like I should be saying anything on this subject because it's not like it, and, and I think what I should be doing here is just giving a platform because we've got well, a pretty good platform here to be able to like is that go, sorry you know go. I'm sure if you were to ask your wife and I'm sure she's told you oh, stories she has told me those stories there you go so there every girl that you ask will have multiple stories for you oh, yeah. and so like it's not even just like I don't even know it's just so bad and we the can key, get back to the episode the but it's just so bad the key to it is, is listening, right? And that is what Dreamer isn't doing in this situation. 
it is like you hear these stories, you just sit back and you listen to the stories and you listen to what people have to say. People have been going through these traumas and hear them out. Don't play the whataboutism game. Like, like that was the first thing I saw was like, you put up your post. The first person to reply was like, well, you know, I, I don't agree with everything that happened in the show. But if you will wear a low cut top, then you, you're looking for these. Like, that's like, you can't be playing that sort of game. You're not listening. You're just, you're playing your own game. Like, and it's, so yeah, I, I, it was really frustrating to see Dreamer act that way and say what he said on the show. And it's, it's, you know, like Flair, I didn't know this either, but like Flair was on Renee's uh, podcast recently and she asked him about this upcoming episode. So Flair knew this was coming and this is what Flair said. I've heard about it too, just when things were going good for me. Listen, Renee, you put me on your podcast after. We'll see how it plays out because I was there and I don't care whose name I got to drop if the heat falls on me. I know who was where and what and who and what took place. I know the whole story. Flair, like, because like, the, apparently the rumors are he's, you know, the reason why Andrade got rid of Chavo is because they're going to bring Flair in to be his new manager. And I think that's what Flair is talking about there when just when things were getting good for me. And I wonder if Flair knows that this is going to reflect real bad upon him because it really should do. And it is going to affect what's, you know, his future bookings uh, in the wrestling industry. I just feel that I forgot who said this. It was a JR. I think it was JR who pointed out that Ric Flair just always got a pass. And I feel that to some degree, I won't be surprised if he gets another pass. I won't, I won't be surprised. You know, I think people are just like, so enamored with who Ric Flair is that they're bound to give him a pass. And that's not how it should be, but I would not be surprised if they did. I mean, I do not know. And I am curious about this. If there are going to be repercussions. I mean, Tommy dreamer was put in, he put himself in a really bad light. A lot of people, I think changed their opinions about him had a problem with tommy dreamer prior to this i didn't know anything about like outside of wrestling about the guy you know and so like this guys tommy dreamer mark like through and through ecw fan i was like dream is the dream is the man like now my opinion's completely changed that's how i feel too i'm like dude like i hate to say it but like he's unlikable to me now like that's it like i can't you know i just in it, it was just so bad. And I'm like, how do you think this way? How do you think this way? And I think like everything that he said just kept getting worse. And then the, the I think the last statement he had, I don't remember if the, the last one was the hair one, the ponytail one, or the one about the lawsuit. Might've been the hair was the last thing he it was, said. I think the ponytail was his last thing. Because he also, he made the point of just like, if it was true, she wouldn't have taken the money is effectively what he was saying. Because he was like, you know, that's why they took the lawsuit. That's why they took the the settlements. Uh, went back in the day right so then it's like why would you do that why would you why would you say that if you really think that these two things are comparable what else do you think is comparable what what else is going on in there you know and it's just yeah I he he came off very very bad and I would not be surprised if there's like some sort of backlash for like aside from social media backlash aside from social media backlash 
100%. I think there's got to be some sort of repercussions on Dreamer. Is, like, is he still with Impact at the moment? Like, I, I, I was going to say, because, like, surely Impact aren't going to be, unless they really wanted the PR flag to come on them, I can't see him being with Impact much longer. That's what I was thinking about, too. And I was actually having this discuss- discussion with my fiance where he said, I don't know how Impact Wrestling keeps him. And I was like, I don't know because what this, I don't, I don't know what their protocol is. I don't know to what degree do you say, all right, bro, we can't have you on here anymore. You know, I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is necessarily enough to essentially have that happen. I have no idea. It was bad. And the company is going to look bad because of it, because he represents that company. And that's the thing too. Like I had always heard, like what I had always heard about Tommy Dreamer, very liked guy. That's why he works with all of these different promotions and, you know, was able to come back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. So this for me, like I was shocked. Like it came out of nowhere. So on the flair thing, like you said, then you reckon, you know, flair gets the pass, right? Like that's what JR says in the episode, because they talk about everyone that got fired. Hennig got fired because of what happened. Scott Hall got fired because they put him on the road when he should not have been on the road. And like Hall was also in this, you know, they told the story about how he also uh, accosted and sexually assaulted the flight attendant, the same one that Ric Flair had as well. And so those two got fired and Dustin Rhodes got fined for, for what he did. And the guy behind the camera just says, why didn't anything happen to Flair? And JR's like, because he's Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a made man. And there was also a comment that the flight attendant Heidi Doyle made about the company that she worked for as well, being like, they also wanted to keep this quiet because they also work with other sports companies. And these sorts of things have happened. And it's within our best interest to keep quiet on this sort of thing. So if we are in a situation here where Flair is just this made man, do you think that AEW, if he is heading there, will still just like try and sweep it under the rug and just go with it? Or do they, you know, I don't know, like, and I hate to put it this way, give it a few months to wait for it to die down a bit. I have a feeling, I have a feeling that I would not be surprised if they just wait a couple of months and let it die down. All right. But the way I see it is right now, everything and this is just going to keep growing because more people are going to keep watching the episode more stuff's going to come out etc right this is not it would not be good for the company to essentially bring him in and i think that they've done so much good to do something bad to take that away from to take away from everything that they've done every positive right now they're on a high right now you know they're again we've talked about everything that they've been doing you necessarily do not, you do not really need Ric Flair in that position to continue thriving as a company. So I feel it's more of like, weigh your options. If I was a decision maker, I'd probably be like, you know what? This is not going to look good right now. So no, but I think that they're probably, I'm going to assume this is just me assuming. I would not be surprised if they just wait like a couple of months and then bring them in afterwards. Exactly, yeah. And also the other thing is what well, we don't know if Flair is going into AEW. The reason why they did the Chavo thing with Andrade kicking him out of his axe last Friday is because Chavo is off to film Young Rock. So he needed to take the time off from AEW, which kind of, it's, it's weird timing them. It's like, why did you agree to do this gig if you had to like, like it feels like Chavo's only just started hanging out with Andrade and now Andrade's already kicked him out of the axe. So we'll, we'll certainly see 
what the next stage of this. But it is one of the things that I really reflected on watching the episode is, do you remember, like, I think it was earlier this year, might have been late last year, when Taker was doing those interviews, all of those out of character interviews, when he was like, oh, back in my day, men were men and we used to carry knives around and we used to like have guns in our shoes and whatnot when we go into the locker room and like, you know, beat each other up and stuff. And now they just go backstage and all just playing video games and whatnot. I am so grateful and thankful that the wrestling atmosphere now is not what this was 20 years ago. And like, this wasn't a long time ago. It's only 20, less than 20 years ago at this point. But it's such a much better atmosphere and a much better culture now things have changed for the better yeah i was gonna say like that was one thing that i was talking about too last night with my fiance you know as somebody who's worked so many shows i've never had a bad experience thank god i've never had a bad experience and keep in mind a lot of these shows i'm like one of like two females if any on the show you know as a ring announcer and so like i've never had a bad experience but that's my experience you know that i'm not speaking for anybody else but for me i've been very lucky to not have to have gone through anything anything like that or anything bad at all so like that makes me happy because i don't think i would if if i were doing the same thing now back then I don't think I would have lasted once I would have been like in and out right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it, it was an incredible episode uh, for all perhaps the wrong reasons. Like, uh, of we haven't Dark even Sun. talked about the Terry Runnels part. Yeah. So she had Runnels like funny enough, actually, I didn't know this story, but the way that like, so Meltzer did his write-up of it in the observers today. Meltzer was just like, it's a story that we've known about for 20 years. And I was like, did we? And I, cause I think Terry has talked about it in lots of shoot interviews and stuff. But like, I think this is probably the most, ex uh, for, for lack of a better word, the most exposure this story has had. Yeah, it's not like people are sitting here going, watching, shoot interviews. Like, I don't watch you interviews. Like, I don't see those type of stuff. And so like, this is a lot of this information is new to a lot of people or not even that. Like, you may, you may have known some of these stories, like the ones of, you know, X-Pac and the hair and all of that. Okay, fine. But then, like, it's everything else, though, on top of that, that I think made it even worse. Like, right now, we spent a good amount of time talking about Tommy Dreamer because it was so bad, right? And that mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily something that happened on the plane. This is something that happened on the show. Yeah. So, so this... So the story is that the, the Terry told on the on this was that it wasn't from the plane ride itself. It was from like the days leading into it, which is that Brock Lesnar exposed her, uh, exposed himself to her to to get a reaction. And it was Dustin that pulled her to one side and said, don't sell it. And apparently that was like said to her a lot, like throughout her wrestling that. career was don't sell it because if you sell it you get the reaction and that's exactly what they wanted uh jr like was just like i've never heard that story which i don't buy at all uh because i think a lot of people i mean if terry had been like casually talking about it like in shoot interviews and stuff like in sort of 2004 ish time jr will have heard that story so it is yeah it's really like not a great look on on brock either but it's funny as well like we've heard like the story about Randy Orton, like had was doing the like, remember that came out like a few years ago as well. Which Randy one? Orton, Randy Orton, like he would apparently like uh, would often like unzip his jeans and take his dick out and to like said like you know shake this instead of shaking his hand and stuff and like that came out like a few years back about Randy, but like these are often un 
that's what I'm after. Often not backed up. There's not like a lot of people going to bat for these sort of things. I've heard stories uh, about various people doing various things like that uh, over the past. And it is, again, I think that it is a culture that thankfully no longer exists in WWE, at least as, as far as I know. But it is missed by The Undertaker. <laughs> when men were men. Oh um, my God. That's... Yeah. I don't even know. I oh. don't even. But yeah, like I... it was, it was, as I said, an incredible episode to watch for all the wrong reasons because some some things came to light that I didn't know about. Like, and I thought I'd read every single thing that had happened on the plane ride from hell. I thought I knew of things. Like, I, I think there are also things that haven't come out from that episode that some people have done some digging around and found, like looking into the lawsuits that were filed against WWE that were sort of settled out of court. I wonder if this is going to like blow up into even further. Uh, well, like, do you think this will end up going down as like one of the most pivotal episodes of Dark Side of the Ring? I would think so, honestly. I mean, maybe aside the aside uh, aside from the one of, about Owen Hart, because you know that was a death involved, and you know a lot of uh, you know the investigation not necessarily you know, this continuation of the show, not it becoming a crime scene, you know, that sort of thing. I would say aside from that one, it feels like one of the most incriminating ones. And also the Jimmy Snuka one, one was bad too. But uh, so that one was bad. The Owen Hart one was also bad. Um, and then this one was also bad. And, but this one kind of feels like because there were so much more and also some present stuff, it feels like the most incriminating episode for sure. And that was like the first thing that I put because I was like, I don't know how to describe this. I literally, I, I kid you not, I was like tweeted and I would delete my tweet, rewrite it. And I was like, I don't even know oh, where yeah. do I begin? Where do I begin? I, I had the similar thing. I had so many things written down and I was like, and I just deleted it and I would write something else and I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say about this. And in the end, I said nothing. And perhaps that's worse. And there's defenders, I... Luke. There's defenders. There's people out there defending this. Go on my timeline. They're there. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm unsurprised that there are people who are yes. coming out in defense of this. There are people, I can see people in the live chat of this episode. Who Don't are reveal yourselves. Do not reveal yourselves. Do not expose yourselves. Like, if, if you have some backwards thinking and you realize it, take some time, educate yourself. Don't expose yourself out there because then this is what I hate. People go out and they put terrible stuff on the Internet. They get called upon and then they start basically whining and crying that like, oh, the Internet's being mean to me. You put yourself out there like that. Like, I'm telling you, go see the stuff that it's on my Twitter page and you'll be like, bro, there's a reason why these people get called out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's see what you had to say about this uh, in your Ultra Chat. Stephen Guzman said, after watching The Dark Side of the Ring, I don't know if I'll be able to look a lot of the wrestlers from the plane ride the same. Tommy Dreamer especially came off terribly with his attitude towards possible sexual harassment. It was awful. Uh, Jose Bautista, just a reminder that these old timers saying, when men were men, this is what they used to do. I'll take today's wrestlers playing video games than doing horrific things. You know, it was funny, actually, like on that note, I, I, while I was doing some editing today, I was watching, because it's now come to an end, I was watching Departy. I was watching uh, Woods, Adam Cole, Tyler Breeze, and Cesaro playing Uno. And it was bloody delightful. It was just four lovely, lovely lads playing a bit of uno and it was after what like as a sort of you know uh sort of comparison to the stories from plane ride from hell i was like what a delightful time what a delightful like backstage locker room this is fun i just i don't have a problem with people just chilling and playing video games and having a good time we have one life man one enjoy it don't do bad stuff there it's simple OC Prophet said, it's just like with Bill Cosby. They say, it's just what people did at the time. Or, but look at all the good that has come since then. It's all inexcusable and disgusting. Don't get how famous or my adoration for your craft. This is evil. Alpaca Nation 87, Dreamer is probably liked by all because he covered up and protected so many. Denise, haven't seen the episode, but just had to go to your Twitter. I am so sorry that there are so many backward ass people. Uh, Sorry, the judge uh, just been moved. Just went over there. Uh, people need to be put in the lights more. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, look, I don't care if you're on my timeline arguing about WWE and AEW booking. Have at it, man. Have a blast. All right. Like, I get that a lot. But when you're out there putting stuff like the stuff that I brought attention to, I'm sorry, but that needs to be brought up. Like, there needs to be like some sort of like conversation about that, you know? It, it, there's two different things, you know? James Hanley, it's stories like this that make Undertaker's view on the toughness of the current uh, roster locker room age, age like a fine murder. Uh, they weren't clowning around. They were just effing clowns. Part of growing up is expect accepting responsibility for past behaviors. They actually, do you know, the thing we haven't mentioned on this show was PJ Polacco, the former Just Incredible. I felt like he was also one of those people that were just like, this is what happened. And it wasn't good. It was what they did. And but, you know, now we know it's not acceptable. And he felt he seemed really regretful about what happened on that plane ride. I don't know. I just don't know. I just I like, can't. The way this is the reason why I say this is because if I were around during that time and I would have seen someone do something like that, I would have known then what the hell. Oh, no, one hundred percent. So oh, yeah, I can't 100%. pretend like oh I know about it now. Twenty something years later, or however many years later. Oh, and now it's bad, but I didn't know then. What you know, like it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I guess it's like I think the only thing I can really the way i rationalize it is if you are so ingrained within a culture and like i suppose actually you know as from like a male perspective on this when i was a kid at, at school there were certain terms that we used to use now that i know are not cool to say right things right. that were like like when i was a, when i was a teenager in the the 90s in the uk it was the sort of like cool and accepted thing to say if you don't like something oh that's gay like oh yeah, I don't I don't watch that. See, show but I understand that though. That's different. I mean, it's bad, but it, yeah. like, it's bad now. And you realize it later. But that's okay. That's saying a word. Okay, this is putting someone to sleep so that you can have your way with them. Yeah, that is always bad. You know, like yeah. that's always bad. That wasn't like you know, like it's not like oh man, maybe I shouldn't have been saying that word back in that day. You know, like dang, like everybody was saying it and it seems fine. Yeah, that's whatever. Fair. That's one thing, but then it's a whole a worse thing to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to give this to the local girl, have her knock out and have my way with her. That's just like another level bad. That was always bad. I think all as well, just for just for context as well. Those were RVD's exact words, have their way with them. Yeah, like Denise isn't the exaggerating there. Those were the exact them. words he the, used. And I'm this is Google it. I'm sure there's news articles around the sites now. Go on Twitter. That stuff is everywhere. Like there's clips, there's watch the episode yourself, there's transcriptions. It's out there. The information is out there. And Nick says, hey, Team Danuk, I made sure to watch the episode last night, and my lord, the story is even worse than what I heard. RVD's story about women being drugged and molested reminds me of Ashley, Mazzaro, Ashley Mazzaro's horrific story, and I wonder if her situation was the same. Uh, Brian Doyle... brought up on Twitter, too. People were talking, and that's the thing. People are making correlations to other things and, you know, pulling up things, and that's what's happening right now. Uh, Brian Doyle said, do you think that the fallout from the Played Ride from Hell episode Dark Side of the Ring, coupled with the Andrew Yang intentions to legally oppose the independent contract status in WWE will lead to major backstage changes? I honestly, I, I don't think so, because none of the people that were involved in this episode are in WWE at the moment. So 
nothing is ever really going to come of it from the WWE side of things. Actually, I did want to get your take on the Andrew Yang. Um, I haven't been keeping situation. up with them. I mean, when it first came out that he was going to be doing all this stuff and then he kind of like went off and was doing his own political stuff, whatever. And now I believe he's now back on this. I mean, yeah. I haven't really kept up with it, so I can't really say much. Let me quickly bring up the tweet that he put out because I think it was, let's see if I can find it. Scroll, scroll, scroll. No. God, he tweets a lot. Hold on. I'll try and find it in a second. I'll try and read out another old chat and then I'll find it for you. Um, where do we get to? Uh, Eternal Blue says, cancel culture is a myth. It's not a violation of your free expression to have your crimes bite you in the ass. The true cancelling is the backlash at the poor assaulted woman and the silencing by her employer and the silence of the wrestlers there. Uh, Ten Rosa said, this is a very difficult thing as wrestling, uh, as a wrestling fan to process. At the time when my love for pro wrestling is at an all-time high, it's really interesting when this series comes out. It's a really good service to provide this info. Be good people. Have respect. Is James the Canyon said, episode next? I think it is, yeah. Well, that one's going to look bad, too. There's new. Based on the actually, stories yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that one is next, but I know it's still coming up in the oh, series okay. yet, yet to come. Uh, Ten, uh, which that James Hanley said, it's also important to recognize that these people were not of sound mind during this, but it does not excuse what happened. Grown-ups own up to what happened, accept responsibility, learn from it, and make an effort to change. You're a child if you don't. Uh, New Punk Rand said, I love the awareness Dark Side of the Ring gives. The issue I have is the lack of action. I hope Flair doesn't come to AEW either, even before this. There's still a lot of crap to sort out in the wrestling industry, and I hope it can be dealt with soon. It's sad stuff to hear. Uh, Chance25, there's a big difference between having different opinions on a wrestler's ability in the ring and their actions outside of it. Personally, I'd say Ric Flair shouldn't be let anywhere near any promotion. I, I'm going to take the stance that, that Denise had with this. I think give it a few months and I think he'll be right back on the, the promotion trail. I mean, like as I said, Flair told Renee like Paquette that we're going to be, I've, you know, I've got some things to say about this episode. I'm going to wait till the episode comes out, but I'm going to be dropping some names. So I think there is still more to be coming out of this considering that of the, everyone involved, he is the one that's come out looking the worst. I think he is going to be like guns are blazing. Do you think it's one of those mentalities where it's like you're trying to bring me down? You're bringing me down, so I'm going to bring everybody down with me. And now that he's not with WWE, probably doesn't have that layer of maybe I should be careful about what I say. You know, he's not going to mm. have that anymore. Now he just has um, like this whatever attitude. I also wanted to give a quick shout out actually to our fantastic moderating team because I've got like an eye like on the mod like on the the chat going on and like they are doing uh, excellent work. I see the bad <laughs> so hammer being thrown. The moderators out. work hard today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very sorry that this is the topic that I picked for you guys to, to moderate today. Um, but thank it's you. It's eight in the morning, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight in the morning and I have an earache. <laughs> and I'm here talking about this. Uh, so um, the Andrew Yanqua, I found the tweet now. Um, had a call with the Department of Labor. If you are a current or former WW performer who feels that you are misclassified as an independent contractor, contact this address and let's get you. Let's get you what Vince McMahon owes you. Been a long time coming, but this storyline is real. I don't know. That's just like, all right. Well, I see. I feel like. <sighs> I'm, I want to see what comes of it afterwards. How many people, because he's saying you have to come to them, right? If you feel that you've been wronged, how many people are actually going to go? 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I, I would imagine, I don't think any current, like anyone currently employed is going to step up. I wonder if some former people, you know, people who have been sort of like, you know, like Raven has been very vocal about the independent contractor thing for like years and years and years and years and years. Like, I wonder if he'll be one of the names to be like, yeah, I'm a former WWE independent contractor. Like, let's have a chat. As a, someone who is like on the roster currently, I don't think anyone's going to reach out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm curious about what's going to happen afterwards. I wonder if it's going to be something where like we stop hearing about it for months or if it's yeah. going to be something we're hearing about every single day. Uh, Luke Neal said, good day from Australia. It's about half past one in the morning because I'm stressed out about the fact that I'm 99% sure that I've put the alarm on when I left for work. Uh, also, what's happening with Ric Flair? We kind of like discussed all of that from the, the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Uh, and Legit Underboss said, uh, Luke, we need some wholesome. Can you put in a word to get Denise into the lovely church of friendos for no other reason? It will make Sean Rossap even more jealous. I don't know if you saw this, Denise, but I'm part of a new club now. On, no, uh, I did not see that. So Quizzlemania this past Wednesday, we had uh, Going In Raw and the Church of Joshi on, and they are a super faction of the Church of Friendos. And they invited me and Sully to be part of their group. Oh, so the faction's the... becoming the next NWO. Everybody and their mother's in it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So we're now the Church of Lovely Friendos. And oh, we're having man. a wonderful time. Now I'm making my own church. <laughs> church of <laughs> Little be part of people. us. No. You don't want to be part of a what? I don't want to so be part of a happy though. club. I need to be around <laughs> <laughs> I need to be around uh I don't even know. A church of little evil people. That's our that's my <laughs> friends. So that's you, my faction. I did forget you are little evil this week, aren't you? Yeah. I finally <laughs> took it off, but did you see why I had to put that? I don't think I did. Somebody called me evil. Who called you evil? Some man. I don't know. He wrote me an email and he went off and he was like, I'm so disappointed in you. You're on the wrong side of history. You're evil. So then I was like, oh, I'm evil. And everybody was putting, you know, the evil like gifs and stuff. So then I put fine. I'm little evil. So oh. that's why I had my name, Denise Little Evil Salcedo. Yeah, we can't be having you in our church. Uh, Steven. Yeah, said people need to like, yeah. I don't know. I, I've been, I, my Twitter feed has been very interesting these last like 72 hours. Stephen Webb, uh, what many call cancel culture is more often than not people being held accountable for their uh, crap behavior and choices. It isn't just how it was, but horrible people do being horrible with no consequences. Also, Denise, your jacket is straight fire. Thank you. It's a dress. Oh, it's a oh, well, I mean, it's it's incredibly spangly. Well, I just need it. Actually, it was the first thing I grabbed because I was in my pajamas and it was like two minutes till the show. And I was like, I can't go on in my pajamas. So I just <laughs> grabbed it. And I didn't even put any thought to it. And I was like, okay, I'll put this on. And then I got on here. I wasn't uh, intending on being this sparkly today. <laughs> it's. I mean, I very much appreciate it. I think it's more like, I thought you did it just so it would try and wake you up. Like it's so, no. it's so reflective. I, it's a very <laughs> loose dress. That's why I put it on. Cheers, Wooden. They joked about drugging women and drugging one another. What the F is wrong with these people? Also, Ric Flair needs to get lost and disappear. Yeah, yeah, it was very just like, oh yeah, we just need to drug each other. It's just it's just what we did. Hilarious japes. And then like Kurt Henning. What a what a prankster. Man. Actually, at least Kurt, at least Kurt actually, in uh, I'll slightly take that back. Kurt Henning's big prank on that plane was to put shaving cream on Brock Lesnar's head and then make it splat. That's, that's charming behavior. <laughs> I 
see like like that was like obviously like that was just like that was not really a big deal at all he just put shaving cream on his head okay fine whatever yeah but everything else was just like oof yeah uh, and then they had a fight and tried to go through the cockpit door not good yeah. uh new punk rants uh my question for you guys is this do you think that modern wrestlers should start collectively speaking out and take people who did heinous stuff back in the day to task call out to more awareness like what should the modern crowd do with this new information i don't know man i have a feeling we're gonna be left with nobody to be a fan of uh, well, apart from all of our modern day wrestlers, do you know who like Adam Cole's a lovely lad? He's a he's a nice guy. Oh, I thought you meant like like from the past. <laughs> oh yeah, from the past. I think there's always gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, and as as like as a modern crowd, what can we do with this information? Listen and learn from it. Learning is like one of the most important things that we can do as a human race is we have to learn from mistakes of the past because if we don't we're doomed to repeat them so you need to listen to what these people have to say listen to their stories and then learn from that and grow from that as well i agree it's no shame uh, in being educated there's no there's no shame there's no shame in also admitting you did something wrong like back you know back we mentioned earlier like the, the things that i said when i was a teenager because that's what everyone did i'm not proud of it I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of the things that I, I had said, but I have, I have learned from, I've owned up to it. I have apologized for it and I'm growing from that now. And I don't use that. I don't use that term anymore because I know yeah. this, I know that it's wrong. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I feel like that is, I feel like a lot of people can say the exact same thing. Uh, Dan Bates, as someone who has looked up to Tommy Dreamer for so long, I was very disappointed in his take. All of his points were immediately able to be dismissed by the victim. I wonder what he would think if it was his wife or daughter who was in that situation. He has two daughters, I should add. Kingdom Farts says, as a father of two girls, hearing stories like this makes me fearful for how they will be treated now and later on. It makes me angry when I see this happen to girls and women who have done nothing to encourage it. The behavior change needs to start with men. I was... Oh, dude, I can't even... I was so mad this morning. Like, I was so angry this morning, which is why I couldn't tweet anything, because I was like, I'm, I can't do this you now. You don't want an angry tweet. <laughs> Exactly See, right. Was, I'll angry tweet, and then afterwards I'll be like, "Ooh, that was too sassy." I was like, "I've got to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to go have a nice breakfast with my wife." That's what no, I'm going to do. No, here's an advice: if you feel you're emotionally tweeting, whether you're sad, you're angry, whatever the case may be, always ask someone. Please read my tweet before I post it. Is this bad? Oh yeah. Ask somebody. Take a breather. Ask someone. Should you be tweeting this? Uh, Justin said, I know JR said it was his responsibility to handle the situation, but how does Vince sit on the same plane and not go in the back and tell those involved to stop? Vince knew this was happening and did nothing. Put the onus on the man in charge. Yeah, like JR very much being like that. Oh, no, it was, it was my responsibility to do this. Vince McMahon is the decision maker, and I'm the one who has to like enact those decisions. I'm like, he... He probably could have stepped up, though. Like, it was getting out of hand back there. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I feel everybody is responsible for their own actions. But as the company leader, yeah, I would have definitely been like, WTF, calm the hell down. Uh, Brian Doyle said, I know this is a tangent from the topic at hand, but I remember a couple of weeks ago, you were debating which wrestler had the best entrances. I'd like to submit someone who uh, somehow went by the wayside in that discussion. That is... A local hero, 
Joe Hendry. I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't know how we didn't think of discussing Joe Hendry's incredible entrances. I'm always coming in like a Hendry ball. Um, <laughs> oh, Will Brennan now wants Quizzlemania War Games, the Church of Love Your Friendos versus Church of Little Evil. So like, far, it's who's... just me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need more members. I was about to say, who is in your church? Yeah, Church of Little Evil. <laughs> who is in Church of Little Evil? I'm going to call on the troops now, by the way. I am going to like put me. the call out to Taylor and Alex. It's just, oh man, we, you need to get some, who, would you, who are you going to get into your ranks, Sean? I don't, I don't know. I need really evil people. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not the best episode to be talking about no, the Church of Little Evil. Because <laughs> so far the <laughs> options aren't looking too great. That's really not. Uh, and lastly, for now, Sari said, thank you for this conversation. Denise, thank you for letting all the guys know of the realities we ladies go through on a daily basis. Sad I could thing is, so for, I could do like a 10 hour stream sharing stories, but I'm not. Um, I'm not. Yeah. But I, 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 Denise, I, was, I, I was almost just going to open this episode and be like, take it. Like, Policy you go. stories. Yeah um sad thing is some precautions for us have become so normal that we don't even realize we're doing it luke congratulations d-a-d -D. uh yep also no news on that one it's still still, still not moving. yet nothing yet Ooh. yeah let's no. see what day are we on now when do, what day do you think like what day do you feel it like do you have a vibe well, for a certain day i mean it's funny enough like i said like we you know our due date was last last saturday and I said to I said to my wife, I think I've got a full week of work. I'm fully expecting to be doing the show with Denise on Friday. And here I am doing the show with Denise on Friday. So I was fully expecting to be sat here. I didn't think it would be on time. I'm I think we're also, Sunday. You're feeling Sunday? I was gonna say, I think we're getting in the weekend. I think we're getting no, in the weekend and then maybe something Sunday. will happen on Monday. Sunday and Monday and Tuesday are screaming really loudly at me. I'm so, I'm putting out my vibe, see what the universe is telling me. So Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah, is, uh, Sunday, people. Monday, Tuesday. But well, I'm no, feeling it's like... Sunday. Sunday around dinner time. Sunday around dinner time. Okay. I mean, if it does, <laughs> I will text you and be like, Denise, oh my God, you were right. imagine. It is like, you're like, dinner time. It's time. <laughs> the baby's here. <laughs> you know what? I'll, oh. If that happens, I will leave my career in wrestling <laughs> and I'm going to go be a psychic. <laughs> I just feel like though, if if it is the case, I may have to make. I was like, I think we need to put Denise as a name into the pile. If it is a girl, like like Denise literally predicted it would yeah, be. Yeah, there time. you go. Denise predicted the birth. <laughs> All right, Sunday well, around dinner time. That's it. Sunday around dinner time is Denise's uh, call. But anyway, do you know what? Let's uh, let's call an end to this show. Thank you all so much uh, for your chats. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for being part of this discussion. Um, we should we can all learn from this i think it was a very important episode for us there is always a very important thing to talk about as well uh denise what would you like to plug before we get out of here um my show speak now pro wrestling on f4w please check that show out i'm on literally like every single day well tuesdays wednesdays and fridays next week is my 100th episode so i'll be celebrating that and then uh youtube.com slash denise salcedo twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo uh also just to alex um we have seen our midwife don't worry um so it's we're not gonna be waiting much longer like it is um uh like it, it'll be at the very latest it's gonna be here next friday like it has to be here next sunday friday. around dinner time <laughs> so don't you worry we are seeking the, be the 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 best medical advice we can get on this we are not waiting because that's when it gets dangerous but anyway thank you again and also thank you to our wonderful mods uh as always oh actually sorry 
some uh, ultra chats have literally just come in just as I was wrapping things up. But some, some have just come in. Uh, Brett has said, it was horrible about all that was happened. And I truly don't know what should happen for Rick in the future. But if Rick and others are regretful for what has happened, should we forgive them for those horrible things or not? Still not right. Love you guys. I don't know. I have no answer. Forgiveness is a big part of, of life. But people do need to step up and own what they did to uh, and, and accept what they did was wrong and not try to, you know, uh, bat it away with it's what happened at the time. It's what was said at the time. You can't use that as an excuse. You just need to own up to what you have done uh, and to, to try and move on and be a better person about it. Don't pull the, the Hulk Hogan. Be careful what you say, brother. There might be people recording you. It's not the lesson to be learned there, Hulk. Uh, James Hanley, after scanning through the chat, I would also like to add that sometimes just acknowledging what happened and saying sorry is enough. Flair being too drunk to remember does not make it okay. Not asking Rick to be cancelled, just accountability. And Power Packers 90 said, do you think Brock being on TV right now is a good move? He looked like a piece of you-know-what, just like Flair with his stuff to Terry. I think Brock, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think anything will come with the Brock situation. I, really I don't think don't. so either. I don't no. think so either. Ricky Starks, actually. So obviously Ricky was supposed to be on the show today. The, the whole plan for this episode was not to be doing Dark Side of the Ring. We were supposed to be doing an interview with, with uh, Ricky Starks. And then I got an email about an hour before the show started being like, uh, Ricky, uh, we, we need to move Ricky to a different date. Um, Ricky actually tweeted, uh, tweeted me to say, um, we'll get it handled. Not sure what happened, but it's being rescheduled. So we're working on it. So looks like it wasn't Ricky who did the pulling. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. I don't know what that means. I think it's just the I, okay, so I, here's my here's my big thing. Here's my big pitch. I think I I emailed AEW this morning, uh their sort of PR management team to be like, here's the things I'm gonna be talking about uh with, with Ricky today. Also, we have this game that we do on Quizzlemania called Whose Nips Are These? And I thought we could have Ricky compete against Denise Salcedo uh playing Whose Nips Are These. You and that's when I got like the email. I wonder if it's basically me pitching us doing. They were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I don't think I want. I don't think I want our talent involved in this anymore. Oh no! But oh, that sucks. Oh, that would have been so fun to play BTW. I know. I mean, I I don't know that for sure. All I know is that everything was fine until I suggested playing that game, <laughs> and then the interview's not going ahead. Oh my God, Luke. It may not be that. It probably isn't that, really. Uh, that's my new current well, uh, conspiracy I'm theory. I'm assuming I'm they with. probably haven't seen. I don't know if they've seen Quizlemania or not. Probably not. So maybe they probably think, think it's something bad. Well, they might have done because we've had Cabana on the show, and we had and we went. But it depends on like Cabana. what PR person was on and saw. You know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's the update. We may be doing the, the Ricky episode as a bonus thing on Monday, so do keep an ear out for that. Um, but Denise, uh, what you got going on this weekend? Um, this weekend, I'll be in New York this weekend. What are you doing in New York this weekend? I'm going on vacation for two days. Um, so you're, gonna... going, you're going yeah. to New York, but mm -hmm. you're not going for Grand Slam. Nope. I'm going on vacation. I know a lot of people find it very hard to believe. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's I mean, like well why aren't you going for aw i can't afford it 
It's only because you've been going to every other show. I just assumed when you yeah. said I'm going to New York, you were like, oh, Denise is going to Grand Slam. That makes no, sense. No, I'm going on vacation. It's my fiance's, um, well, his birthday was last month. So his <gasps> gift oh, was cool. he's a big New York Jets fan, and we've he's never seen the New York Jets in MetLife Stadium. So we're going to go to their, uh, I think it's their opening home game in uh, New York. So we'll be there Saturday and Sunday. I couldn't afford oh, to stay exciting. extra days. It's two days only. <laughs> Uh, what else are you going to do when you're in New York, which is, by the way, one of the best places in the world? Yeah, I'm probably going to go have like dinner, do some walking, some sightseeing. Just nothing. I mean, it's only two days, so I probably won't be able to do as much as I wanted to, but it's fine. If you are in need of a bespoke Ghostbusters location tour, uh, I've put one together myself and I've got it saved somewhere. So I can send that across to you if you do need it. Thank you. You know, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I knew it. So I, I, I thought that it was something you would definitely be interested in. Yes, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> um, what else you got coming up, like work-wise? Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on. Oh, I got GCW tonight. I oh, really cool. hope my earache's gone by then because I can't imagine having to ring an ounce with an earache. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yeah, I got that going on. And then that's pretty much it, honestly. And just trying to catch up with work. I am behind on all of that. Well, what you got to catch up on? Everything. Okay, Absolutely everything. <laughs> everything. I'm like so behind. I don't even know what I'm going to do. But I'll, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. By, I think by like mid next week, I'll be caught up. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, in which case, then I probably shouldn't be taking you. Uh, taking no, too that's much fine. Your time. I was actually going to ask you like if you're starting to get anxious because the baby isn't here yet. No, I'm not yet. No, um, I, I feel bad for my wife because I think she is starting to get. She's I mean, like she's frustrated already. I don't think she's frustrated. She's just uncomfortable. Like it's a, it's a yeah. heavy thing to be carrying around, and it's like with each day, it's like, why aren't you? Where are you? Like where you at? And like it's yeah. So I think there's there's that. But mm-hmm. apart from that, we're just excited. We yeah we we had a moment yesterday where we thought something might be, and then it wasn't. But like it was a really exciting moment. Where we were like, okay, cool, and we felt really ready. So that I think that is uh, an important thing. Um, so yeah, we're just excited. Just excited to meet the little thing. I don't know what it is, and so That's I can stop so calling exciting. it it. Which are you going to so put the news up on Twitter like when it's born, or how are we going to find out? How are we the people going to find out? Well, I mean, if I don't know whether we're doing anything uh, public, I will tell you. Like, I will just text you and, and, and you know, like, I'll text, I'll t- you know, and, and this is going to sound bad to the people listening. I'll text important people the <laughs> and let them know. <laughs> Fabulous. So I'll message you. Don't, don't you worry. You, you will find out. Or you can just um, tweet, like, uh, you can just be like, oh, like, Dr. Luke Owen, DAD, you know. You can be like, it has made its official debut or something like that. I don't know. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, because my wife is like, we were, we were very spooked last year because we had people, uh, there was a, there was someone who kept posting at my home address in comments and mm. like during like live chats and stuff like that. So that's kind of spooked us a little bit. Um, so like my wife don't want to do anything too public. Oh, that makes know, sense. So like, so we're, we're sort of a little bit on, on edge about that. So I don't know what it is. I basically, I'm going to be dictated by what she says. And yeah she says we can do this then that is what we'll do she says don't do that that's what i won't do so well we'll certainly see depending on what whatever you see that was basically the decision that we made um yeah i think we're just just excited now like everything's ready you know the the, the moses basket is up or the clothes are washed we've got nappies and all that sort of stuff <laughs> just kind of ready for it how exciting i'm so excited i'm telling yeah. you sunday around dinner time <laughs> 
But we'll certainly see. You might be on the money. You may be. Why should be like I... my dinner time though? Sunday, my <laughs> dinner time instead of your dinner time. <laughs> Whoever's it's your dinner, dinner time. time. That's very early in the morning for us then. Like that's oh, yeah. like, you know, middle of the nighttime territory, which could be, you know, it'll, it'll arrive when it gets here. As long it, it will get it when it's ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Let's let's draw this to a close, Denise. You've got a lot on. I've got some stuff that I need to sort out as well. Um, a pleasure as always. Uh, I don't think I'll be seeing you next week. This might be our last show together for a while. Oh man. Okay. Well, just let me know. What the well, plan I mean, is it's, yeah, it's fine. We, you'll still be doing the show. It's just going to be with Adam uh, replacing me. So your anti-chemistry can flow. Lovely. Free. Lovely. <laughs> it's going to be great stuff. Yeah, you got all the all the guests are already booked in. Adam's going to be running the show. You just need to show up and just do your usual thing, and uh, we'll we'll take care of the rest. But yeah, like uh, I will. I mean, unless of course I am. I don't think I'll be around next Friday. So uh, I will see you in like four weeks' time when I'm oh back. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, but until then, everyone, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of the wrestling week. Grand Slam is next week, which is tremendously exciting. I may end up just watching it live because I'll be awake anyway. Uh, <laughs> but until then, everyone, take care. I love you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Gina, Gina. Gina, Gina.